Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents The Process. Welcome back to your home for football and fantasy football where we learn, scout, win, and repeat. Time to continue the process. What's up, everybody? Week 6 NFL action is upon us, and so we're jumping back into the process. I'm your host. It's Ralph Lark. What's up? You know this. You know the drill. We're excited to talk about Week 6 NFL action. At this point, we're just diving headfirst into every week. Time to put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner. We need the W's right now. I mean that phrase, uh, not literally, but figuratively. I'm sure there's some women out there hunting with us too. Fantasy football is not just for fellas, but at any rate, uh, welcome to the show, The Process. If you're new to the process, welcome to the gang. We love repeat offenders, hardheads, but we also like first-time offenders too, so welcome aboard. The process is all about one thing, fantasy, football, glory. We might talk some other sports along the way here and there because that's what we do, but on the whole, the process is about following a set routine, a set of rules, a set of values to help us produce what we all want and covet, the fantasy football championship. So you can gloat over mom, auntie, grandma. Grandma's been talking smack. Time to shut her up. The process is all about taking that glory <clears throat> in the office pool or, look, DFS. Maybe that's going to be your thing. Some daily fantasy football because that's one thing we can give you here excitement on a sunday you can take the minimum entry on these sites FanDuel's DraftKings. take this information have yourself a day watching football seeing what happens seeing if you can bring in the goods and the approach is simple if you're a newbie how do we take the minimum and grow and become a player where it plays for itself and possibly has winnings that's what this show is about you don't have the algorithms you don't have the money that the dude on Wall Street with the extra 10 minutes in between his calls does. You can't put in 150 lineups. You can't pay for the algorithm. You can't pay for the website. This is the best free information right here. We're going to win fantasy football, whether it be seasonal, whether it be DFS oriented. That's what we do. Before we jump into it, because we're just going to do the normal routine, <clears throat> you know what it is, reload. Would you rather DFS? And then we're talking about some other little stuff on the way out the door, some other sports stuff. But before we get into any of that, let's cover where to find us for the new people. That seems fair. www.tigerbombsae.com. That is the Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment website. This is one of the podcasts there. If you go to that website, every podcast has a page. You can click on the process page and listen to the podcast right there. You can check out the other podcast too. Maybe what happened if you like true crime. If you are more of a you know podcast on the go type person, you listen to your podcast through some app like Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. No worries. We got you. We got you. You can just search for Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment and boom, guess what? It'll pop up. You want to hit that like and subscribe. And from there, you will be able to keep up with everything going on. 
<clears throat> you can also listen to other podcasts from Tiger Bomb if you do this because they're all right there. How nice is that? All in the order. So if you want to check out some baseball, check out the heart of the order. If you're a social media person, you want to keep up that way, we can do that. I will always release links to the pods on Facebook and on Twitter. We can banter that way, too. Twitter's a great way to get some last-minute startup some questions answered. Uh, you know, Find us the same way on both, at the process, T-B-S-A-E, at the process, T-B-S-A-E. That's on Facebook, and that's also on Twitter. If you need to email me, you're really upset at me, you want to tell me something private, you can do that. The process at tigerbombsae.com. Keep it within reason. That's the important stuff. Uh, So, you know, we're marching forward. Week five on the DFS note, very weird. I'm not going to, I didn't make out very well. It was what I would call uh, the first, like, bad week, you know, where I don't think those picks could have helped many people. not going to hide behind that. These things happen. <laughs> you know, two weeks ago, I say, let's use Davis Mills and try to win some cash. And uh, he actually put up zero, zero, zero fantasy points for us in the DFS world. And then he plays New England in week five last week and uh, can't be contained. Right. So sometimes these things happen. The important thing is. Not reading too much into that. I could have never predicted those two turn of events from week to week. Does that mean the analysis is bad? Nope. We're not really trying to predict the future here. It's not that. We're trying to put you guys in the position. I am trying to put you guys in the position to make the best play. Whatever that means. Um, so, sometimes the best play doesn't work out. Sometimes the best play does work out. Uh, Somewhere in between there, there has to be a medium to get you guys what you need. So that's what we're going to do. Sorry, I got distracted there for a moment. um, Looking at a couple of notes coming in. But what I'm trying to say is uh, we don't predict the future. We're going to play the best play. The best play won't always smash, but more percentage of the time it will. That's what I'm trying to say. And so that's what we can promise you. Um, I would go back and make the same recommendations if I had to because I can't predict the future. As far as seasonal goes, we should be cruising. We should absolutely be cruising. Everybody should be cruising. Um, I don't see a lot of um, variance in the information I'm getting from you guys. But ultimately, we've been talking for weeks about what you need to do if you're not scoring points, what you can do. If you are scoring points in the way of cruising and maybe thinking towards the future, stashing something, getting somebody on PUP or IR, uh, something like that, trading for somebody uh, low risk, low value, down the future, Thomas, Michael Thomas maybe, things like that. If you're on the winning side of things or maybe doing nothing, you know, there's value in that. But if you are not on the winning side of things, lots of ways we can be going and I strongly encourage you guys to think about the trades like we talked about. The best players are not on the wire. They're on your opponent's uh, team. So you got to go try to get them. If you do want to attack the wire, don't look at the past. Look to the future. You know, you don't really want to look at things like, you know, reception so much. Well, they do matter, but do you care about receptions more than you care about targets? is the question 
because we have to care about targets more. The receptions will come if he has the targets. Somebody had 101 yards. Okay, how many targets was it? Was it five? Was it three? Was it 11? I want to play the dude with 11. That's less variance. They're looking to get him the football. That sort of a deal. That's what we want to always be mindful of if we're going to play the wire. So, again, targets, not receptions. Rushing attempts, not, you know, um, you know, yards, I guess, really. I mean, you can look at yards. Rushing is a little bit different. You want to look at the yards a little bit uh, more. But it all holds up the same. Who's touching the rock? Right, And so when you're looking at the wire, you're potentially looking at players that you want to put in in your flex position. And so right now, you've got to be looking at guys that, I mean, maybe a Renfro's available, Christian Kirk. um, You know, there's guys like that who don't offer a tremendous amount of upside, but they are going to give you a chance at flex that maybe you might not have right now, right? Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, so on and so forth. These are the names you got to be thinking about. Uh, it's not sexy, but we want to, especially with the bye weeks coming up, we're trying to survive. Remember to look forward as well. You got to be looking at where your opponents are going to be in the next couple of weeks. Maybe try to get the edge early. This is, again, if you're sitting pretty, right? To switch back years again, if you're sitting pretty, you're doing good, not a lot of variance, you can go ahead and Try to make things better for yourself that way. What else can we talk about for daily? I think that's that's really good for seasonal. Um, I don't want to put too much in your plate there. For daily, like I said, sometimes it's going to work, sometimes it's not, but we're going to get right back into the grind. We're not going to get overworked about what didn't work, and we're going to focus on making better picks this week. That being said, it's week six. We have a little bit of data to go with. We've got to consider... Not get married to it, but get considered, you know, consider the data. We've got six weeks worth of information that can really tell us a lot about some of these players. So we'll do that. All right, y'all. That's what's up. Let's hop into the show. And now it's time for the process to reload. All right, and time to reload. We're going to look at all the games this week, taking a very quick lightning look, skipping Tampa Bay and Philly since they got it on Thursday with Tampa Tom winning. Marching on from Tampa Bay, going into Sunday, it's the London game, Miami at Jacksonville. I think Miami can win this one. Their secondary won't look as bad against Jacksonville as they have against some of their other tougher opponents. Problem though is those both of those stellar corners for Miami, Xavier Howard and Brian Jones have both been playing hurt. I just think that if they're good enough to play, they should be good enough to tackle Jacksonville, who does not get their first win this week in my estimate. Reload. All right, Chargers at Baltimore. Very familiar foes at this point. I think the story of this becomes Baltimore is have it's a Bit of a situation for them because they had the Monday night game last week, and so it's a shortened week for them. These things matter to football players. Um, I also think that the Chargers are at a disadvantage traveling east for the early game. This is going to feel like 10 a.m. their time playing football. So 
a little bit of disadvantage on both sides. But what it boils down to is Williams is not going to play wide receiver for uh, the Chargers, and so Keenan Allen is going to probably step up and do a little more. Baltimore secondary, they've obviously got some injured guys on the back end, so they're not the unit they once were. They can be had. He's going to get them. Um, I do believe that Cook will try to – he should he should be okay. Cook should get some work in as well, but Eckler, like him. On the other side of things, it's going to be Lamar. We know the Chargers like to do this thing where they'll you know entice you to run. It's really Lamar that will do the running. He also – can throw. I think he can literally, you know, get a get a bomb to Hollywood maybe. But more importantly, he would be able to get Mark Andrews. Like I, I see him on the design runs with the option to Andrews. I can see it in my mind. So this will be a tough game. Uh, I do believe that I'll give the home edge to Baltimore. Uh, they've been winning some big games this year. They'll keep it up. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers won just because Baltimore is on the short week reload. Minnesota and Carolina. So Minnesota's secondary has been playing a little better. Uh, Carolina, I just think that through the, for them, it's going to be running the ball. That's the path to victory for Carolina. This is a home game for them. They want to stay ahead of Minnesota in that wild card scenario maybe. But also just, you know, they've got to get right back on track with things here. A couple of losses lately. And so running the ball. Uh, CMC's out. They just put him on IR. He can't come back to week nine. And so Hubbard's still going. And so there, there's your guy. He's going to have the, the rock in his hands in this game. And he had a great last week, too. And I think he could have a good week this week as well. As far as the Carolina passing game goes, I'm expecting a lot less from that. I think, you know, low scoring affair from them. Minnesota, um, on, for their thing, I, I you know, Carolina's got a good defense. I think some of those corners that they've uh, brought into the system have had an extra week now, should be more prepared. And so they should be a better unit. For Minnesota, it's going to be tougher sledding. Jefferson is Jefferson. You're going to fire him up with confidence because he's just a really good player. Um, and things are still pretty new for them. But other than that, they should keep the rest of this unit on lock through the air. For the ground, that's what it looks like for Minnesota, I think. Uh, you run Dalvin Cook. Um, and I think this is more of a Cook, not Madison game. And I think Minnesota will win this one on the road. Reload. Green Bay at Chicago. Green Bay has always had Chicago's number i think rogers can go into soldier field and win the scenario for green bay though is now kelvin king is out too and so that's both their starting corners and so i do think that green bay would be able to win by the magic of rogers he's going to find deontay uh Devontae adams he's going to you know be able, they're going to run the rock a little bit with you uh aaron jones and possibly dylan can see a little work there but i like jones a little more um i do think that they'll find a way to win They'll find a way. To, they'll get a turnover, a shortened field. That's the way. That's the way they'll do it. The defense has. They'll play well. I like the defense. Uh, for the Bears side of things, Fields will play better. Those two corners being out will matter. I like Mooney a little more than Robinson, but I wouldn't blame you for wanting to play Robinson. I just don't think he has enough to activate both. Um, but I also like Khalil Herbert because there's nobody left, right? So we know it's a concentrated effort, and Green Bay can be had on the ground. So Chicago will look to keep it close as they can. I don't think they will be able to. Green Bay will win that one. Reload. Cincinnati at Detroit. Detroit, man, I, I they've been playing some good teams really tough. They've yet to get that first W. 
is going to be another tough game that I think ultimately they just lose in the end. For Cincinnati, it's going to be about running the rock. Chris Evans will see some work um, as as we see Mixon still coming back from injury, but he should be even better than last week, and last week he scored a touchdown, so he should be good to go. As far as the Cincinnati pass game goes, Detroit's a little tougher to defend in the air, and so I don't really – think that's the path to victory for Cincinnati. Jamar Chase is going to be a popular pick this week. I'm not so much for it, especially in the DFS world, because I don't think it'll be there. So CJ Uzoma, much more interested there, but much more interested in the run game, much more interested in the defense for Cincinnati. Uh, and then for Detroit, uh, on the other side of things, they're hoping Hawkinson can come back and play. He sounds really banged up. I would like him if he was healthy. He is not. Uh, for them, I like Swift and Williams. They're going to have to run and pass out of the backfield, trying to keep up. Not too much invested in golf because the receiving room is a is a horror show right now. All types of guys banged up or not producing. So I just don't think they'll have enough firepower to win. Cincinnati should win. But Detroit's going to play good defense and keep this one close at home. Reload. Houston at Indianapolis. Some divisional rivals here. And so... Going right back to the Davis Mills train. Going to recommend them this week because Indy can't seem to stop anybody through the air. I know we have to look at their opponents, but he just uh, did a thing against New England last week. So we've got to consider him to some degree. Uh, as far as Houston goes, I like Chris Moore coming in. I, little no name, wide receiver. They activated him last week. He had a good week. He had a big week. But I like him. I also like Brandon Cooks. I mean, like I said, Indian. Indy, Indy hasn't been able to stop anybody, and Houston can't really run. On the Houston side of things, uh, I think that uh, Wentz can have a decent game. I'm not opposed to that. He's getting T.Y. Hilton back, so he's got a few more options. That changes things, so I'm not really sure where he goes, you know, but I'm more interested in the pass as a compliment to this being a running game for Indy. This is how they can win this game. So I think that they play solid defense. And I think that they run with Jonathan Taylor primarily. So I really like him this week. He's going to be a cash game pick for the DFS article, uh, DFS portion of the show. But I think Indy can win a close one at home. Reload. The Rams visiting the Giants. Look, the Giant Daniel Jones is going to play. It doesn't matter. The Rams are good in the secondary. So, you know, Giants getting all these pieces back, great. I don't know how all that works together now that everybody's out there with some dude who's half concussed. And so I would say to, to beat the Rams, you got to be better on the ground. Devontae Booker doesn't offer much. I'm not very interested in that at all. So I don't like their chances here. I like the Rams' defense's chances. I like the Rams' chance to run the ball. I like Cooper Cup through the air. I think Robert Woods could potentially see a shadow from Bradbury, so I'm less interested there. But Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, these guys are definitely in play, as well as primarily Daryl Henderson, cash game running back for this week, in a game the Rams should win easily on the road. Although, we must note, it is a early East Coast game for them. That does make it tougher. It's a 10 a.m. time for the Hollywood boys. Reload. All right, next game is going to be Kansas City going up against Washington, visiting Washington. We know the story. Uh, Mahomes hasn't been Mahomes this year. Kansas City, couple losses. Um, Washington has given it up through the air. We thought they'd be better defensively. Um, and so this game, you know, Mahomes can have a get-right game. 
I do like the ancillary receiver, whether it's, uh, you know, it could be McCole Hartman. Um, you know, you could take a flyer in the DFS world on that if you want. I might not, but I like that more than I like the Tyreek Hill. Um, but Hill could still connect too. I just really feel this is more about Kelsey. Kelsey could have a great game. I'm really interested in that. Um, ultimately, running the ball, Daryl Williams going to get the rock for Kansas City, but if they're ahead, like I think they will be, then I think we see more Jarek McKinnon. I like him for seasonal. I think he's a great uh, waiver wire pickup that's available. Everybody's so focused on Williams getting the ball for Kansas City, and it could easily be McKinnon. And he's obviously next man up. So in that offense, you know, he's the handcuff now. And so we want to have him uh, just another way to stay edgy. They're going to win that game. On the Washington side of things, I'm not invested in Heineke. I think you can get it all by just going to McLaren. I know Ricky Seals-Jones is in play. I don't have a problem with that at all. He should be able to do fine against this uh, team because they'll have to pass. McKissick's in play. Also, running is viable against Kansas City. And so I think Gibson's in play too. As long as they want to do it, it'll be there. It's just like how quickly will they get so down that they go away from it? And then all those other pieces become viable. I like those players for Washington. They lose this game. Reload. Arizona at Cleveland. So Arizona traveling to Cleveland. Cleveland, big uh, upset last or big you know letdown last week, really, if you want to call it that. But Arizona, undefeated Arizona, coming to Cleveland for this one. And one thing that stands out to me is they won't have Chandler Jones. So if you don't have Jones rushing, uh, I think that does create a less of a pass rush for them. And so the secondary hasn't been great. They've had some issues back there every now and again. And so with a little less of a pass rush and a questionable secondary anyway, things open up a bit more for Cleveland. So I like Baker Mayfield. I like OBJ. This is the week. They're both so low on DFS. we got to take that shot against this team right now with the key piece missing off of the line. Uh, that's where we go. They don't have Chubb this week, so they're going to have to lean more into the pass anyway. Jarvis Landry isn't back. He wants to just throw to OBJ anyway. Here's your time. Now's the chance to do it. Running the ball, they'll have Hunt, but I'm more interested in him making his bones by catching the passes. Uh, that's their path to victory. For Arizona, they're going to have to try to – uh, perhaps run the football a little bit. I think that Kyler Murray can be instrumental there. That's why I like him this week. But he can also get it done through the air too. And so I like him and Hopkins to connect this week. The ancillary pieces uh, can be key if, you know, here and there maybe a big play. But I just really like Hopkins to Murray this week. I think that gets them over the hump. I think that they actually do win this game. Connor, because uh, Edmonds is probably going to be out. Connor is the only one running the ball on the ground. I think that's fine. He could have a fair day. They could have a balanced day by using him, slamming him ahead between the tackles. Um, but ultimately, it's going to be about them airing it out. You have Green. You have Kirk. You have Rondell Moore. You have all these other weapons. So it's going to be Hopkins plus. Hopkins plus, right? They'll find a way. Murray's your guy to get exposure to all of it in the game they win. Tough one. Another close one for the Browns, but they're going to lose this one. Arizona wins on the road. Reload. The Raiders go visit Denver. Look, the issue with the Raiders is John Gruden is gone. We don't know. I mean, I don't think it changes what they do much because he's not a guy involved in the play calling and in, in scheming and stuff like that. He's more of a rah-rah type head coach. So I don't think it changes too much what they do. 
Um, but there's always those questions, right, when somebody else is going to be making the calls, as it will be for them this Sunday. So I like Denver because of that, right? Less less variance there. They know who they are. They know what they want to do. They're going to try to run the ball. Looks like Gordon's going to go. We wish for Javante Williams' sake he wouldn't. They'll probably split whatever production is there. Uh, Sutton will probably have a tougher day on the ground, but you're hoping Waller can uh, – I'm sorry, Fant, you're hoping Fant can get through. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater should be able to control the game, be the general, and win this one for them. On the Vegas side, Denver's so tough against the pass, decent against the run. I just think that there's less in the air for Vegas this week. So Carr going to have more of a down week, I think. Uh, running the ball, not going to be as effective, and I'm just not sure we see from them. And so uh, I'm a little biased because of the, the coaching change, but – Maybe they pull through and win. I just think it's a tough one. They're on the road. Denver knows who they are. Teddy B's back. They're going to win that one. Reload. Dallas at New England. I actually like uh, uh, Prescott in this one because, look, we know Belichick wants to take away what you want to do. Dallas wants to run the ball. That's what they want to do. That's where their identity is. That's how they want to get established. And so I think that Belichick will – and his defense will make an effort to take away the run, so that forces Dallas to pass. I like CeeDee Lamb, uh, Cooper less. Uh, I think he gets you know more attention, but I like CeeDee Lamb. Uh, Schultz even, potentially. But more importantly, uh, Prescott spreads it around is what I think happens. And I don't think that there's as much room on the ground for Dallas. Uh, New England, for them to be successful against Dallas, they're going to have to try to run the ball a little bit. Uh, as far as that goes, you're looking at, you know, see, the thing is, everybody's focused on uh, Harris, but, uh, you know, you got to remember the other guy's going to be Bolden, too. And so for DFS purposes, if you want to get interested there, don't have a problem. But Bolden is not going away. Um, ultimately, through the air, I'm, I'm not really looking at you know, Jones or anything that they can provide there, uh, except for a Hunter Henry. Uh, that's where you can go if you want to go somewhere and those running backs. But I expect Dallas to win this game, and I expect them to do it with Prescott leading the way. Reload. Seattle at Pittsburgh. So, Seattle. Seattle on the road. What I like for them is that this is uh, an extra long time off for them. Because they were a Thursday night game last week. And so they're coming in fresh. They've had a long time to look at Pittsburgh. They know what they're up against here. Pittsburgh's a little banged up. Geno Smith did come in and play well. He's not a great quarterback, but he did come in and play well when he asked, was asked to relieve. So I like that. I don't understand. Like Pittsburgh, they don't have a lot of weapons. Chase Claypool is where you go. Seattle likes to stack the box anyway. So I just think that Najee is not going to have as much of a – Great day on there. They'd like to put eight in the box more than anybody except for Jacksonville. So there's an issue right there. Uh, Pittsburgh, I just think that for them it's going to be about Claypool, maybe Fryermuth getting involved. Ben opening it up a little bit more. Um, for Seattle, Geno's going to have to try not to give this one away. Got to try to connect with Metcalf. I think that the way Lockett is involved in the offense is going to be a little harder for Geno to replicate, but Metcalf is a bruiser, baby. He should be able to get free out there and provide enough space between himself and the defender for even Geno to get it on in there. So play some bully ball and get her done. 
Pittsburgh defense is pretty good. They have a decent pass rush. And so that's why I like uh, Metcalf on those shorter routes versus locking on those longer routes. Uh, as far as running against Pittsburgh, I'm not so much interested there either. And so can Pittsburgh win this game? Yes. I think it'll be off the strength of their defense and Big Ben doing just enough. I don't think it's going to be the run. But Seattle's going to play really well because they've had time to prepare and they're not they're less banged up, I should say, significantly than Pittsburgh is. Time for our last shot now. We're going to make it a good one. It's the Monday night game. Reload. We're going to do it for Buffalo at Tennessee. Buffalo, Tredavious White, probably going to guard A.J. Brown if he plays. And so I like Julio in that scenario for sure. Buffalo's been better against the run this year. And so Henry... They're still going to run him. He's not going to be as effective as he's been the last two, three weeks. He might not break 100 yards. Um, if he does, just creep over it. But for the Buffalo side of things, I think they can be much more balanced. Zach Moss, Singletary will see some work too, but Zach Moss. Uh, and then as far as the passing game goes, yeah, Diggs going to be involved for sure. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders going to be involved for sure. They're going to run the score and do what they do. Knox going to be involved for sure. Their whole offense clicking the way it normally does. And then it'll be about can Tennessee respond. So this one's going to be on Tannehill, Julio, um, you know, because AJ is going to be battling Tredavious White. So we'll have to see if the running game and the rest of the passing game can get it done. And ultimately, I don't think Tennessee will be able to do it on Monday night, Buffalo is going to go on the road and get that victory. That's how this week shapes up, guys. I hope that this reload has been informative for you guys. Put a lot of thought and work into figuring out these game scripts and what's going to happen this week. And so use it, abuse it, and good luck to everybody. Let's play a round of Would You Rather. Moving forward, now that we've got a feel for what we think are going to happen in some of these games, in all of these games for week six, we can talk a little bit more specifically about who you might start. Play a little who you rather. Who would I rather in certain instances? Well, let's dive into that this week. Jacoby Myers or Dawson Knox? I very much would prefer Dawson Knox this week. He's a part of that Buffalo offense. Tennessee hasn't been been able to stop anybody. And as far as New England goes, I just discussed earlier that Hunter Henry's the path, not Mr. Jacoby Myers. A little bit tougher on the outside this week for them. OBJ or Daryl Williams? We're talking about... uh, the Kansas City running back. So, I think this week, I'd rather go with OBJ. Washington, fairly tough on the run. Whereas, we discussed why OBJ should have an opportunity to catch some passes. Because Mr. Mayfield won't be getting chased around by one Chandler Jones this week who is out. That makes a difference. Marvin Jones or Damian Harris. Well, the Cowboys, again, have been playing decent defense. Tougher sledding for Damian Harris. 
Marvin Jones in the in the Detroit Lions. <clears throat> Excuse me, Marvin Jones, not the Detroit Lions, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Should have a bit of an easier time. Uh, you would think if Miami's going to play the way that they've been playing. Now, if they show up, like I'm thinking this week, then I don't know if there's necessarily a lot for Jones. And so I do swing back for Damian Harris over Jones right there. Adam Thielen or Darren Waller this week. Both tough, tough, tough matchups, excuse me. But I'm going to say that the Carolina defense is tough. So is the Denver defense. We both know that. Probably a little more give for Thielen than for Waller. Waller's also seen the Broncos a lot. So there's that too. They know what they're getting with him. I'm going to take Thielen. Both in touch mat- tough matchups though. Josh Jacobs or Kadarius Tony. We take Jacobs because although the Raiders are going up against a good defense... I think they're a little more susceptible against the run in, in Denver than they are against the pass. So he's more of a path than the passing game is. But as far as Kadarius Tony goes, yeah, he balled out last week. They'd be smart to put him back out there on the field. But they've also got other players coming back. Sterling Shepard. Uh, Slayton, I believe, as well. They're mixing in a lot of guys, and so we don't know how all those pieces are going to gel together. So I'll defer on Tony. Take Jason Jacobs. Brandon Cooks or Josh Jacobs this week? I'm going to take Cooks. He's in a much better spot. Indianapolis hadn't been able to stop anybody. I know they had some tough opponents, but Brandon Cooks should be able to get open. Alex Collins or A.J. Brown? Steelers are pretty stout against the run. Collins is going to get most of the work with, uh, you know, the usual uh, running back out for Seattle Carson. But there's something else that's going to enable him to maybe not have as good of a day as A.J. Brown. And that's just the Steelers' defense. A.J. Brown, on the other hand, uh, they're going to be trying to play keep up. And he's going up against Tredavious White for the most part. And so that is a not plus matchup for him. It's a negative matchup. But Collins is in a negative matchup, too. I think I would say Brown over Collins just slightly. Darren Waller or Hunter Renfro? I'm going to go Hunter Renfro. He's been more consistent week in and week out. Same teammates, same guys. But if you look at the numbers, Renfro gets the targets. You know, we're not really looking at reception. We're talking about targets. And uh, he's out there in that slot primarily. And I think there'll be something available for him again this week versus Waller, who should get more attention. So I like Renfro. Jacoby Myers or Zach Moss? We like Moss because Tennessee, again, hasn't been able to stop anybody anyway on defense. And Buffalo's been pretty balanced. They've been wanting to run the ball. They've been leading the way with Moss. Don't see why they wouldn't continue to do some of that. Joe Mixon or Jacoby Myers? We'll take Joe Mixon because he's going to get in the box probably this week. Hunter Henry or Darnell Mooney? I think Hunter Henry can have a good week, but Darnell Mooney should have a better week. The, the Green Bay Packers don't. Their secondary is decimated. And so if the Bears can't take advantage of that uh, on short notice this week, I don't know if they would have a better opportunity. I'm going to take Mooney. Jacoby Myers or Antonio Gibson? I like Gibson more than Myers this week. Gibson should be able to get the work in against Kansas City. 
They'll offer the opportunity to run the ball. Washington can't pass every play. Alexander Madison or Michael Pittman Jr.? I would say probably Madison uh, because Cook isn't 100%. I mean, he may not even be on the injury reports, but we know he's still coming back, right? Either way, the way to beat Carolina is probably on the ground. So it's either going to be, you know, Cook and Cook or, or Cook and Madison. I think Madison is a nice option versus some of those passing options. And so I think you can run the brakes off this thing, and both of them can get plenty of work. Whereas Pittman uh, going up against that Houston secondary, they've been a little bit more tougher than you would think. Um, some sh- positive shades of a, t- of a Lovey Smith defense is starting to play out when you look at their rankings, but we know this isn't a great football team, right? So we're not going to get too crazy with it. LaVisca Chenault, Khalil Herbert, got to go Herbert. He's the only show in town for, for Chicago now. He's got the work. So Herbert will go with him uh, in a plus scenario for us. Cooper Cup or Austin Eckler. Cup's in a good spot. Eckler's in a good spot because Eckler is always going to uh, be a part of the game. You know, he's kind of getting, I'm not going to say he's like foolproof, but he's involved a lot. But the way to being Baltimore has been a little bit more through the air. Um, so he can be effective, but it's going to be because he has to catch passes too, right? That's what it is. I'll say Austin Eckler, but Cooper Cup should be in line for a good day. Robert Woods or Josh Jacobs? I think Woods is going to see some coverage from Bradbury, so I'm not too interested in a, you know, sort of a not positive or negative match, just a neutral matchup for him. I would probably take Jacobs. Cole Beasley or Jeremy McNichols? McNichols coming back off of injury. Henry's backup. He's going to be integral and key if Henry goes down and he runs so hard. Maybe it's not if but when. I hate to wish injury on somebody, but if you are a Henry owner, you've got to have McNichols. And if you are not the Henry owner and you want a part of that, get McNichols. Uh, Cole Beasley, not really a part of the offense for Buffalo at this point. So I have to say Jeremy McNichols. Darren Waller or Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown, I think... Uh, has an opportunity to to play better than Darren Waller this week. He can catch that big bomb overhead, I think. Like I said, even just one or two plays blows out the water for him. Noah Fant or Michael Pittman, I'll take Noah Fant. Robert Woods or Melvin Gordon the third. Melvin Gordon banged up all week. He's going to play. We wish he wouldn't play because it would just clear the way for Javante Williams, but he's going to play. I'll take him over Robert Woods. Darrell Williams or Terry McLaurin, uh, I will have to go ahead and say, Terry McLaurin, because I do think that, you know, Darrell Williams is going to get the work, but McKinnon's going to be out there too. Terry McLaurin is the go-to option as long as he's healthy. Kansas City is very um, generous, we'll say, to, to the passing offenses of other teams. Defensively, they haven't been able to put a stop to that. Calvin Ridley or Josh Jacobs? Calvin Ridley's off this week. Uh, Darrell Williams or Jalen Waddle? Darrell Williams. Chase Edmonds or Jamar Chase? I don't think Edmonds is going to play, so Jamar Chase... Um, and then we'll say DeAndre Hopkins or Daryl Williams, DeAndre Hopkins, James Conner or Henry Ruggs III, James Conner, although Conner's not in a great spot. Antonio Gibson or Kadarius Tony Gibson, Chase Edmonds or Chase Claypool, Claypool, Jared Cook or Tyler Boyd, Jared Cook. Tyler Boyd, he's in there, he's involved. Uh, it's a tough matchup for them, though. Better matchup for Cook. DJ DK Metcalf or Chubba Hubbard? Chubba Hubbard, Devontae Booker, or A.J. Brown. I just don't believe in Booker, A.J. Brown. OBJ, or Melvin Gordon III, 
OBJ this week. Locking in. Amari Cooper or Javante Williams this week. I'm going to say Cooper. I'm going to say Cooper by a little bit. Chase Claypool or Javante Williams. I'm going to say Chase Claypool. Joe Mixon or CeeDee Lamb. Joe Mixon. Guys, that's who I would rather this week. We just played a bunch of who you would rather. So hopefully that plus the reload has got your mind thinking in the right direction for who you would play or who you would rather if you've got some lineup conundrums or quarries this week. You also know how to get at me if your conundrum was not solved there and you need to. Let's talk some DFS and bring it home. Now time for the part of the show where the process goes over our DFS fantasy football picks for the week. We'll go over cash game plays, tournament or GPP plays, and sometimes talk about stacks that you can use to leverage your wins for the week. Finally, we'll throw our DFS picks at you for the week and let you go set some lineups as we try to capitalize and have a better week than last week. Quarterback, let's keep it simple. Cash games, I got two options for you. Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. Lamar Jackson, everything runs through him. We know that the Chargers are offering the run more, but the run game runs through Lamar just like the passing does. I think the options to Mark Andrews, you know, it's all Jackson's world. If they win, it's it's going to be because, you know, he willed it. Obviously, there's some things going against them, like short week by a day. Um, but their opponents um, have also got some things going against them. They're a West Coast team traveling east for a very early game. So, Lamar Jackson, cash game. I want to lock it in uh, and win right there. Kyler Murray is the other option I'll give for cash games. 7900 if you want to pay up a little bit more. Everything runs through him. Again, for that team to be successful this week, Arizona would probably have to uh, have a decent day uh, on the ground to augment uh, the pass rush a little bit from Cleveland. And uh, Kyler Murray and design runs are how they do that too. So we'll take both those guys this week on the main slate and try to win there cash games that is gpp wise tournament wise going to give you five guys that you can pick from because again i'm trying to meet you in every price point this isn't about like if you guys notice i'm giving you a cash game option and tournament game options and then i'm giving you high and low points so it's really not that many players that we're offering so now for if you're playing tournaments here are the five quarterbacks that you would consider cheapest to most expensive Fields from the Bears talked about it. Not going to belabor the point, but $5,100. We want to take a gamble and, and pair him with Mooney and try to win a tournament that way. That's too cheap uh, for the two top cornerbacks on Green Bay to be missing. Fields has an arm. If you're ever going to let him air it out right now, it's the time to do it, uh, especially when people's jobs are starting to get talked about. Fields. Davis Mills want to go back again for $5,200. You know, you do that against New England. You, you have to feel to some degree that this kid can show up against Indy who's not played well against other teams passing games. So again, we got to take that gamble, pair him with receivers, but $5,200. Baker Mayfield at $5,900. Another cheap option down there. 
uh, again, pair him with OBJ, you're not going to get those prices. To get the two of them together like that, you know, usually costs a lot more. Then if you want to pay up a bit, Dak Prescott, $7,100 is going to get you very different right there. Not a lot of people are going to be interested in him this week, I don't think, versus New England on the road at New England. But also, Pat Mahomes, $8,300. Again, uh, you know, Washington has been a cure for quarterbacks. $8,300 for Pat Mahomes. We know what he can do. We know we're paying up, but there's other opportunities to pay down. So you might use that extra money to go all the way up if you really like. Those are the quarterbacks. For running backs, again, cash game and GPP options. I've got a few options for cash games and a few more for GPPs. For cash game running backs, lowest to most expensive, Khalil Herbert, $4,600. Bears don't have anybody else. And Green Bay's more susceptible against the run. They're going to have to run the ball, stay balanced to move that ball downfield. I, I think he can pay this off easily. Chubba Hubbard, $5,900. People were thinking CMC was going to be coming back. His price doesn't reflect probably what he's worth in that offense. We've seen him produce in this Carolina offense on the ground. Minnesota, that's going to be an easier way to attack them as well. And again, paying down here with these sure options, in my opinion, leave you the opportunity to pay up. So those are the two cash game low ends. Then Daryl Henderson at $6,000. The Rams, again, easier path to victory against the Giants is running the ball. Um, he looked fresh last week. They gave him all the touches, and so he's a go. Jonathan Taylor at $6,600 against Houston should also be a sure thing. And then Austin Eckler at $7,900 if you want to pay up because, like I said, not a lot of people are going to be on that, but that passing game should get him viable as well. Uh, and we should have the money to do it if we're paying down in these other scenarios. G tournament wise, GPPs, couple more options for you here. Some very cheap options. Number one, Chris Evans. Mixon is banged up. You know, I think he can still pay off because Mixon's going to get in the box. But if he happens to seed a touchdown to Evans, then Evans can pay off. I think there's work for him because Mixon won't get all the work. He's coming back from injury, so he won't get all the work. P. Ryan's out. Evans is next man up. We get the break in price at $4,000 for tournament purposes. From there, Jarrett McKinnon, $4,400. Love him for tournaments because he's going to be the pass catching back, the offsetting back for Kansas City. They have Williams, but McKinnon's right there too. He could just as easily, think about it like that, y'all. He could just as easily see that more share of a role. Just as easily. For $4,400, it's worth it in a tournament to put him with a lot more uh, sure things and upsides and high value plays because if he busts, then you win. Or if he busts out, I should say, not bust completely. Naheem Hines at $4,800 is a good tournament play. Taylor's $6,600, we wanna play him for cash. But you know, for Indy, I think that they can win this game. And so if they're gonna win, they're gonna be ahead, then that means more Naheem Hines. And if they're not ahead, they're passing, that means more Naheem Hines. McKissick, $4,800. Uh, you know, Washington's going up against Kansas City, and so they're going to be trailing. He's a pass-catching pass back, well-established by last season. We know what he offers, so you can take that flyer as they'll be trying to muster all the offense they can get, of course, to stay in that game. Then if you want to go Darrell Williams, Kansas City, $4,900 is a good price, but it's a tournament play. It's not a cash game. Like some people in a smash spot this week. 
Not necessarily because McKinnon's hanging around too. Uh, you know, maybe some combination of the two is more fitting. But again, the way to beat that team has been through the air a little bit. So these are dicier plays, in my opinion. Um, as far as Detroit goes, I like Williams. Jamal Williams. Because him and Swift, I'm going to play them both, actually. But uh, Williams at $4,900 is our next pick. Uh, they're going to, I think, have to pass to stay in this game, to stay competitive with Cincinnati. Their defense should play well. But I'm not sure. Um, you know, they had some problems in the secondary. Uh, Cincinnati should be better in the secondary against these Lions receivers who haven't been consistent and who haven't been consistently on the field. So if they do pass, I'm thinking Hawkinson, but again, he's been banged up too. Swift catches passes, so does Williams. I think that's where they go to a lot. So I'm recommending in tournaments, Williams at 4,900 and Swift is the next player recommended at 6,300 to jump all the way up. So both those guys on my radar, nobody's going to be interested, I don't think, um, too heavily. Uh, so we should be able to get some differential there. Gibson, $6,500 tournament piece. If you want to take advantage of that, feel free against Kansas City. He should be able to get in the box, right? You get a long pass, you get in the goal line, right? He could get in the box a couple times, pay that off easy. Obviously, Kansas City is okay to run against. They offer that opportunity. I don't know. I think Washington is more susceptible. Heineke's more susceptible to slinging it, trying to sling it, try to open it up. But if they want to, Gibson can have a decent day on the ground. And then the last one I recommend at running back is Cook, $7,700. You can pay up. Like I said, Carolina, the way to beat them is running the ball. May as well do it with Cook. They're going to give it to him as much as he can handle the rock. Wide receiver. Let's go cash game first. On the low end, Daryl Mooney, $4,300. Talked about the reasons why I think he's going off. That's a great price. We want to take that opportunity to lock that in and i'm i'm thinking it's a positive play which is why it's a cash game this will make us different from other people too obj at 5100 again explain those reasonings and so now you have these two guys which allow you to save salary in other places cook at 5800 cooks brandon cooks 5800 and then deandre hopkins at 7800 and cooper cup at 7900 so i've got those guys if you want to pay up justin jefferson I had him initially in this cash game article, uh, part of my format, but I'm thinking maybe play him in a tournament, and then you could play McLaurin in cash games at $7,100 as well. So maybe make that swap, right? So Jefferson to GPP, McLaurin, $7,100 playing cash too. Let's go over the GPPs for wide receivers. So in addition to Jefferson, who would be the most expensive, let's take a look at everything else. At the bottom, Chris Moore, $3,100 for Houston. Activated him last week, had a big week. Not nobody's really talking about this guy yet, but he has been um, a part of the passing game at least for a couple of weeks. So much that they put him on a contract, right? And so let's see what he's got for thirty one hundred dollars. Randall Cobb thirty nine hundred dollars for Green Bay could pay off, catch a touchdown or two, is what we're expecting from him. Done this before against Chicago. I think Devontae Adams can still have a decent week, but he's going to see the the tougher coverage from Jalen Johnson. I think anybody else is available and. Typically, it's not going to be tight end against the Bears. I think Rodgers would look for and find Cobb. They've done this a lot of times in Chicago, and I don't see why $3,900 he couldn't pay off again. McCole Hardman, $4,200. Again, ancillary piece for the Kansas City offense. You know, they're going to uh, have Tyreek Hill, who's going to be out there. He's going to play. He's going to be a little questionable, but as far as Washington goes, they've been abysmal in the air. 
Tyree could easily go off too. I'm not saying he couldn't. And you have full carte blanche to, to play him. But Harmon as well. If they do make an effort to show up, I think it would be to target, you know, and maybe deal with Hill. But that leaves everybody else. And so I think the everybody else is Kelsey and primarily Hartman. So I like Hartman as a tournament chance. Hunter Renfro, 4,900 as a tournament option. Uh, only a tournament because Denver's defense is pretty good. He's usually something that we could play low end cash um, in this scenario. But otherwise, this week, tournament. Tyler Boyd, $5,400. He's a slot guy, he's involved. At that price, you know, he could possibly score a touchdown, get us some upside. If you want to take the chance, you'll be very different. Uh, Keenan Allen, I want that this week. $6,400 with Williams out. They're going to him, and he's going to have to make it pay off. C.D. Lamb at $6,500. Again, going up against uh, New England. I just really think that New England is going to concentrate on stopping the run for the Cowboys, not the pass. And then uh, more $7,300. For the Panthers, I think that Minnesota has been playing better lately, but this secondary still has some issues. Moore has been very good. If you want to take a tournament shot, I think it's more than worth it. Tight end, cash games and GPP. So we got four and four, really. For cash games, Kelsey, you should be able to pay up for him. $7,000. We should be able to afford that. And then Andrews at $5,200. Those are the surefire plays. And if you need to pay down in cash games, go with Cooks at $3,200. Cook. The Chargers or is Ricky Seals Jones three thousand uh, dollars from Washington going up against that Kansas City defense. So those will be the pay down options. And then for tournaments, Higby forty four hundred dollars could be standing in the end zone against the Giants. We like that. Hunter Henry thirty nine hundred dollars. Evan Ingram thirty four hundred dollars. And then Conklin at thirty two hundred dollars. All very good options this week. Uh, Detroit. Oh, as far as defense goes, excuse me. I'm sorry, defense. I thought that said Detroit, but it does say defense. But Detroit's on my list. I've got a couple defenses here. Detroit at home versus Cincy at $2,100. Houston at Indy for $2,200. Dallas at New England for $3,200. Cincinnati at Detroit for $3,400. Denver versus Vegas for $3,900. And then the Rams at the Giants for $4,700. So Rams at the Giants, you could pay up. You should have the money to do it. It's the most sure thing. Um, the home teams I like too. Denver versus Vegas. And then Detroit versus Cincinnati. I like Detroit more versus than Denver. If you want to play the home team, that should play well defensively. And Detroit's only $2,100. Shouldn't break you. Houston, I think, has an opportunity to not kill you at $2,200. Because Indy just isn't that great. I know they're getting T.Y. Hilton back, but you could easily play the other side of that, too, if you want to play the Indy. I mean, I've got Indy winning the game. You could easily play that, but I just, you know, I don't think either one of those teams is going to do too much damage. Dallas, I think, keeps New England in check. That's a low-key play. They've been forcing turnovers all year. That's a low-key, very good play right there. Um, but those are the defenses that I would go with this week. Uh, and you should be able to just afford the Rams in the cash game scenario if you want to pay up for that. So I would do that. Told you guys why the Giants are going to be trash this week. Guys, that's what we have for week six. I really hope this information helps you all. Uh, sorry for getting it out a little later this week. Sometimes I have a life. It's crazy. Things be happening. But usually I'm just focused on this for you guys. Got her done this week. You know how to find me if you have stardom sit questions. But good luck to you guys. We'll be back rocking next week for week seven. Until then, peace.
Process is brought to you by Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment.